Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Barrett Salee standing by from CBSSports.com. Hello, Barrett. How are you? I'm great. How are y'all? We are good. Spring is in the books, and now we really work hard to piece it together. Thank God it's 420, and we can make a lot of weed references throughout the show today to try to kill time. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Weed references and hot takes on spring games. Yes. It's a fun game, fun day, huh? It really is. Uh, You know, we had a question earlier in the week. Would you like to see more of a traditional or some kind of scoring system in the spring game? And I don't know how overwhelming it was, but it was definitely pro scorekeeping of some form or fashion. I mean, you get a whole spring period to me to evaluate, go through drills and scrimmage, which is basically what Arkansas did last Saturday. Uh, Again, I'm not losing sleep over it. I want to reiterate that. I don't be like, ah, here's one. Look, it's not the end of the deal for me. I don't care that much. But it is, I mean, what are we we doing? Like, why can't we find some way to score to make it kind of interesting? I mean, I don't understand that. What percentage do you think of teams do that, where they have a scoring system versus just doing what Arkansas did, where they – did a lot of situational things and ran, you know, ones on twos, ones on ones, threes on threes, that kind of thing. I would say there are probably, I don't know, 15, 20% that do what Arkansas did. I think most have, um, you know, they, they started out 0 0 and, and play it out. You know, you do get that kind of fancy, you know, two points for a safety or, you know, three points for a run of 10 or more. You like all that stuff. I, I think that's kind of dying down. I did see a trend this year, which I think is actually really cool, where you spot the uh, spot the offense whatever amount of points, and then you play it out from there. Uh, that, to me, I think is interesting. Uh, but, in, you know, I, I think as these as spring games have become less relevant, you know, I, I think that I think coaches just do something just for fun. Right, unless they really care, like Florida, um, you know, they just, they just kind of screw it around. You know, they kind of just figure out what uh, what they need each, uh, you know, each year, and then change it from there. And sometimes they get fun, and sometimes they, you know, they don't. I mean, you know, uh, when Blake Anderson was up at Arkansas State, he did some, you know, some fun stuff to make that spring game, uh, you know, stand out. And maybe you need to do that at a, you know, at some at a mid-major school. To, to grab that attention, but to me, you know, that's what that to me the last practice, that last game, that should be a little bit about fun. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem is though, what happens if it becomes a wasted day, a wasted scrimmage? Right, you only get fifteen of them in spring, and you know, Duke's just got moved up Friday because of inclement weather. We've seen some canceled because of inclement weather. We've seen you know teams practice in the midst of monsoons in spring games. It's that that kind of thing is what bothers me. It's like what these coaches don't want to do it. Like uh, NC State was bad, Auburn was bad in terms of rain. Like that's a wasted practice where you could have run a hundred plays in the indoor facility and actually gotten some, something out of it. I think that I think more and more uh, people and more and more coaches as as time goes on and, and these things become less relevant yeah. uh, are going to get overly frustrated when they lose you know one of their three spring scrimmages because, you know, you have to show off in front of, you know, 3,000 fans. I think we talked about it two weeks ago, but is there a chance with these becoming less relevant that we actually get a scrimmage uh, between two teams? I think it's uh, it's more likely. Uh, I think it's more of a, something that's like five years down the road. The NCAA has to remove its rule preventing that. Uh, I think that 
once we get to the 12 team playoff and we see, and we've already seen it, a lot of these Power Five schools, you know, schedule even more out of conference games against Power Five opponents. Uh, you're going to see a lot of these. Well, just by 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 four, I just by the way it is, a lot of these schools are not going to have their paycheck game, especially the FCS schools. So, um, yeah. But Arkansas Little Rock versus Arkansas in the spring. Arkansas Little Rock gets a check. They get on TV. They get exposure, and their athletic department funded. <laughs> you know, so I think that's the biggest thing. Money drives everything, and when you have smaller schools that are not getting anywhere close to the, the revenue uh, because they're not getting paycheck money from from you know Power Five games, you're going to see a big push for for something like that to happen because if those schools aren't funded. How many opportunities are getting taken away from players yeah. who, you know, are getting educations while you know playing football at a you know medium middle of the road level to sort of high level, depending on if you're Division three all the way up to FCS. Barrett Lee with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I have a buddy that's a Florida Gator fan, and according to him, they had the worst spring practice of anybody out there uh, because they now know they do not have a quarterback. Right? Uh, yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, they don't have one. Well, and, and here's the thing. Did, did anybody really think that Graham Mertz was going to be the guy? I mean, he was, an, he was an average Big Ten quarterback in a bad division. And, you know, Jack Miller, okay, maybe he has some more potential. But, yeah, that, well, I've been told through, you know, multiple people that Graham Mertz was kind of a fallback option anyway. <laughs> so I, I don't think there's any doubt that Billy Napier is going to be uh, in that portal in a big way because, no, after watching that spring game, not, you know, we don't want to make hot takes, but, you know, you combine hot takes with, you know, other observations and things you hear, yeah, Florida does not have a quarterback. And hmm. and I think part of that is through no fault of Billy Napier's own. But, um, yeah, there, I think that if, if a quarterback hits the portal, if a high-profile quarterback hits the portal in the coming days, Florida will be heavily involved. Well, Arkansas has multiple quarterbacks from what we saw in the spring game. Admittedly, Barrett, as you kind of alluded to, you can't glean a lot from that type of setting. But we have enough from K.J. Jefferson to feel good about his season coming up. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, he's working with a new um, offensive coordinator in the form of Dan Enos. We were talking a little bit with uh, a former uh, coach here with us yesterday about the technical nature of Enos and the way he approaches things versus what he got maybe in the last coaching staff or last offensive coordinator in Kendall Bryles. Again, not a knock on Bryles. The offense was certainly very effective under him most of the time he was there. Um, what do you think Enos and, and Jefferson as a marriage looks like coming up for the season? Well, I, I think that, you know, when you lose Kendall Bryles, you know, that's a pretty specific, pretty unique uh, system. So I don't think you're going to see him asked to be, um, you know, be anything he's not. Kendall Bryles did a good job of, of spreading things around, um, good job at tempo, uh, really good job getting all these running backs involved. Obviously, uh, Arkansas had plenty to go around and still does. Um, so, you know, I think it's not going to be pro style, but you're going to see a more standard-ish offense, at least when comparing it to Kendall Bryles. You're not going to see multiple people lined up outside uh, the numbers or anything like that. Uh, but I think for the most part, um, you're going to see a lot of running between the tackles for KJ, a lot of running outside for the rest of the running backs, and trying to be pretty efficient in the running game. I just think it'll look more like, I wouldn't say traditional football, but what we you know have sort of become accustomed to seeing in this new age. Will Arkansas miss Kendall Browsmore or, uh, uh, Jesus, Odom? 
more? <laughs> um, I would say, see, I think they're fine with Dan Enos. Maybe long-term Dan Enos when like this wave of players come, you know, goes, you know, filters through. Yeah. Um, they're not going to miss Odom all that much either because I think last year was pretty bad, but um, <laughs> I'd say probably miss uh, Riles more. Just because I I don't I mean I, after what six weeks of Odom's first year as a defensive coordinator things started to go downhill and didn't really change all that much so I, I think it'd probably be Kendall Bryles. Barry Odom I had a brain fart I couldn't get Barry out of my you know what yeah he's dead to me he ain't here anymore pal <laughs> here that's anymore. fine let's move on well you know what I I did like what I've seen and and what I've heard they're going to be a more aggressive defense. And and one of the things the players talked about, they know they had 45 sacks last year, and they want more this year. And last year was a – Don't look at me. Didn't touch him. Go last on, Wes. Year, I can't wait to hear how the story ends. Last year was a great year for sacks, and we know Drew Sanders had a lot to do with that. Uh, but their sack totals were outstanding last year. It was one of the better years they've had in a long time. And if this year's team is wanting to do better than last year without Drew Sanders – then that's a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that is this new system. They they want to bring pressure on the quarterback, don't want to just sit there and um, be vanilla. I like that. I, I would rather – and I'm not – and I know some coaches – he's back on now. Some coaches would or like the bend but don't break and make an offense, you know, uh, drive the length of the field on him, but – I like the off the defenses that get after a quarterback, take some chances, put some pressure on the quarterback, Agreed. maybe cause a turnover or penalty. But yeah, you may give up a big play, but I'm willing to take that chance. I concur. Let's create some negative plays. Yes, I'm with you. Sacks, turnovers, good. And Barrett, Barrett agrees 100. percent Oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks, Barrett. Good Thanks, talk Barrett. To you. Great work. CBSSports.com. Follow his great work through all the spring games and practices and such.